Welcome back to the 3P Podcast. Today we're joined by two new guests, Clara and Will. Do you just want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Clarissa. Howdy, howdy. I'm a Will. You almost forgot your name there, didn't you? Yeah, no, <laughs> shut up. I, yeah. So for those that don't know, um, Clara is Chris's sister. and Can we Will. start that again? I can have felt dweeby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, keep, keep that in. That's doing fine. Oh, fuck me. All right. So for those that don't know, um, give a bit more context. Clara is Chris's sister. Clara is also dating Will, my best friend. Hence how we all know each other. The circle. Basically, we all just live together. Basically. Fun fact is Will's girlfriend of Clarissa, how many years has it been? Eight. Eight years. And I got her phone number first. Correct. So I want that, that on the record. That is true. That is true. Um, want that on the record. Um, it is an inside joke between the three of us, but game's the game. It's now outside joke. Everyone knows. Now it's Will. Will. Hey, I'm still living the life, so I'm all right. <laughs> all right so what, what do we want to get into this episode? There's a few points that were brought up, but I think you take the lead. Do you want to go with your trade rumors first or the other parts first? Like we'll leave the trade rumors down to the end. I think the major thing we really need to talk about is the ending of the Lakers-Boston game. I think to summarize it, Pat Beverly is the funniest Mate. human being to step foot on an NBA court. Goated. Goated. If you didn't see... Um, LeBron got fouled on the possible game-winning shot. And ref said, no foul. Pat Bev, when he got a camera from one of the photographers, ran up, put it in the face of the ref and was like, foul. I watched the podcast he does afterwards. He's just priceless. Well, you know even funnier? The, the camera wasn't even like showing any photos. He just did it for the stunt. He was out there just trying to take the piss out of his ref and be like, you're, you're blind, mate. Here, have a look at this. This can do your job better. Yeah, I think it was um, just watching it happen in the moment and unfold. It was a clear foul. Everyone knows it. Um, the oh, NBA yeah. refs put it's, out, it's amazing they didn't hear the bloody slap. It was that clean. It was like um, the NBA refs put out a tweet saying the refs will be sleeping tirelessly tonight knowing of the mistake they have done. What was he charged for showing the camera? I think it was worth it. No, he, he just, just got, got a, technical just a technical foul. Just a technical foul. No, I think it's worth did, it. Did you see the stat? So Boston have won, I think, like 20 out of 24 games that this ref has pl- has refereed their games for. And then they ha- deep dived, right? His wife's Twitter. They found his wife's Twitter. Everybody, the whole, the whole, his, probably his child and her mom or whoever, every single person there is in a Celtics jersey and it has go Celtics. Oh, that's problematic. So does it? that that's kind of going to send you in for a bit of a investigation. Yeah, he won't be officiating any more Celtics games. Oh, they I reckon he's, he's on DraftKings or something, putting some money down. He's, he's probably got somebody, three people down the line that he's just met on the street saying, I'll give you 50 bucks to put 25 on this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, You can keep 25, but I want, the, <laughs> I want the winnings. There's been a lot of actually, back in the day, a lot of NBA ref scandals. There was, there was a ref that went to jail. I forget his name, but they actually sent an NBA ref to jail for fixing games. Because like you said, they all gambled on the game. Yeah, yeah. Enough. And would throw it in that favor. Chris, what do you reckon about the LeBron call? It was clear foul. It's pretty disgraceful to miss it, but to some degree I am glad that they didn't miss it because it got me the win in fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Seven extra points in overtime and got up by six. So I'm happy with that. Terrible call, but win's a win. The game's a game. Look, I was watching that. um, Who was it? The final game. The Uh, Raptors. I was watching the Raptors game with Chris. Um, Needless to say, I've never seen him so emotional in my life. (laughs) You were more emotional than I was. I just like seeing seeing my friends win. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, I think it was very interesting. Um, the Lakers obviously played the Knicks today and they got quite a few calls. 
the, so the worry was, was are the refs then going to go and give Lakers every call possible? They just can't do it. So like the Lakers Knicks games, they went to overtime. I saw Jalen Brunson take two charges, one from AD, which for reference, um, AD is about seven foot tall. And I think Brunson's like six two, six yeah, three. Yeah, so dig straight to the face. <laughs> oh. Basically. Mate, it's probably the size of his forearm as well. Just copping it. <laughs> Sorry, just giving you some imagery for the size of the difference between these two blokes. What would you say the size difference? If you had to guess, if you had to guess the difference between ADs and Brunson, what do you think? Ah, uh, couldn't tell you. I'll let you know. I'll find out. You know what? I'll I'll find out for you, just for you though. That's the only reason you'll find out in my search history. You'll think it'd be on Google. Oh no! How else would he know so much? He's looked it up previously. There's only one that I'm still stunned by to this day um, is Big Sean. Just type in Big Sean Nintendo Switch and your life will be changed. No, thanks. I, I, I'm good. I don't want to put myself down. I really hope there is no kids watching this. <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. So one of the other topics you want to talk about was that, um, well, you're very passionate on Utah and what they're doing with their tank. Oh, mate. Imagine trying to set up a tank only to find out you found some bloody good players and that you're actually able to go into the playoffs and have a chance. To go to go from losing Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, you'd think as a fan, my team's done. They're, they're, they're going to start a rebuild. I'm not going to have any hope. We're going to have to go through some tough years. And then to find out as the season starts, mate, these guys are winning. These guys are playing bloody beautiful basketball, team basketball. And then you start to see, oh, look at this. This bloke, Laurie Markkinen, was getting, what, junk minutes elsewhere and he comes to this team and all of a sudden, man, he's almost all-star quality. Not almost. I, I actually believe I, he's all-star I quality. An all-star. I, I think he he's going to become a centerpiece. Chris probably disagrees with me, but I think he's going to become a centerpiece in Utah with their young center. So I want it on the record. But not that I think that I'm Danny Ainge, the Utah G- Jazz GM, but I sent you trades on fantasy for Laurie Markkinen 10 months ago. What was it? I, I, I probably rejected it. It wasn't good it. at the time. It was just Jalen Suggs for Laurie Markin during Suggs' like first few years. Because yeah. Markin was playing, like you said, garbage minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have had him if you weren't quiet on the app. No. I was pushing for Laurie Markin so hard 10 months ago going, he's seven foot tall. He's very talented. I had, I had no interest in Suggs. Though. That was the thing. I You know what's funny? There was a time last season where I almost dropped Laurie Markin because I had too many players. And I was, I was there like, do I drop him? He's, he's stuck behind bloody all these guns at, at the Cavs. Yeah. How is he going to get any game time? What am I going to do? So I've got one question for you. Yeah. Speaking of that, there's a certain player you haven't dropped yet. <laughs> I've many certain players I haven't dropped yet. There's, there's one. one. Um, I'll recreate it for you for the audio only <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For those that don't know that, Sam, Mars Bridges. Yeah. yeah. Still punches. Yeah, look, I, I I don't agree with what happened. I don't agree with what he did or, or the kind of person he is. But what I do agree with is what he does on fantasy. He's got to go. You've got to drop and, him. And the, the all-star quality player. Did he available. ever make an all-star game? No, no, no. Quality. He, he, uh, he just missed out. He was actually like voted to be the most like closest to be the next one to be an all-star. What year was that? Right before he beat his wife. <laughs> He was never an all-star factor. Mate, yes, he was. He was very good. He There's no good. denying. He was very good last year. 
they they were they were putting him up there as as all star quality, and I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. He won't make it this year, but maybe next. And then he decided to do that disgraceful act, and next thing you know, he's just sitting on my bench. Well, he'll be there for a little while. I think he'll make a return to the NBA. Genuinely, if um, KCP got to play with an ankle monitor, and then so fun fact, he spent I think it was like a month in jail where he'd play home games with an ankle monitor and then have to go back to jail to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but I think times have changed. We had guys get dropped and kicked out just for saying random shit on COD. Like, he's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. If they come back, like, that's pretty disgraceful on women. Like, it's 2023 now. You got to have some changes in life. Yeah, but Myers Leonard was, I wouldn't say amazing. Yeah, Yeah, but but we're talking now. I'm not talking past. I'm talking now. Just, Things just happened well, in the past. That, that only happened like a year or two ago. Yeah, just yeah. just simply making racist comments yeah. got him thrown out of the league. Yeah. Literally beating up your wife. You're not coming back. I don't think there's no return. No, yeah, I I agree. You shouldn't really get to have that chance, but on the off chance. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to pick him up and trade him for you when he comes back. No. So. You know, we'll make you play him. And we'll disgrace you for it. No, yeah, no, I agree. no. I'll I'll put him in his own jail on my team. I hope he comes back. I, and puts I, up twenty-five I and ten, I just and don't you want have to play him, knowing he committed domestic violence. Mm. And every week you win with him, judgment and no, shame. No, no, no. I don't want anybody else to use him. So I'm just going to leave him in my bench, and and he can have his jail time on my bench. Yeah, but then his statistics go off of the amount of people that have drafted him. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. How long? How long do we do we let him suffer for his crimes? Five Infinity. Years? He's He's already getting too much time devoted to him in a short podcast, and that's more of enough. Yeah, we should probably leave him there. Leave him there. There's no need to keep talking about the guy. He's not making a return. Shouldn't be on your team, but you can have him there if you really want him. Um, But back to Utah. Back to Utah. Sick dunks, though. A few. (laughs) Back onto Utah. I actually disagree with you. I don't like what Utah's doing. I knew it. No, you don't don't think I don't like what Lowry's going on. Lowry's an all-star. He's playing great. He should be the centerpiece of their team. I don't like how they tried to be good at the beginning of the season. They're not making the playoffs. They're barely going to make the play-in, and they're going to have a top-14 pick. All they had to do was to be a little bit shitter at the beginning of the year, and they didn't the running for top guys. Mm. But you they know what they're doing, right? Like You know the game plan is they let their players play to build their stock, and then they'll go, okay, Jordan Clarkson, you're gone. Of course. Mike Connolly, but those guys were going to build their stock, but all they had to do was sub them out in the third. Let them go and play a little bit. I literally would have rather them just go, here's all the young guys, go nuts. And just go for your big guys. Victor's there, Scoot's there. They yeah. can use those guys. To have those guys there and everyone's going, oh, Utah's going to suck this year. And then suddenly they didn't suck, but now they're slowly getting worse. They're going to end up being probably bottom 11, bottom 12. Like they're just going to end up with pick eight or nine when if they just lost another 10 games, they could have had a top four pick which is where we all projected they would be. So I don't think long run of them going is going, oh, yeah, we're good this year. This is a surprise. This is great for the team, great for the fans. It's not actually better off for them because they're still shit. Yeah, I can see that point, but I'd say Danny Ainge knows what he's doing with when he, what he got for Rudy Gobert and what he got for Donovan Mitchell. Two stars that weren't working together. I trust that plan. The trade process, perfect. Worked out yeah. amazing for them. The packages they got, great. But I don't think them having success in the beginning of the season is actually benefiting them. No, I get it. But I think there's only th- the top, the bottom three teams get a 14% chance of victor. So I think they've gone, even if we come bottom three, it's still only a 14% chance. Why don't we let these young guys like Laurie Markinen play? Just let them ball out. Go, like, you know what? What's your potential? Let's find out. 
30 games. Obviously, they started very hot. It's died down a little bit. I'm not too sure where they are in the rankings now, but it's definitely plateaued a little bit down. They are 26 and 26. They're ninth. Yeah. But in the West, that's also two games from the 13th. That is, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Two games from 13th and two games from 6th. So, Laura's going to get his all-star, and then they'll go, all right, just settle, settle. Yeah, they're, they're going to finish up 12th or 13th. The teams below them are the New Orleans Pelicans, OKC, Portland, and Lakers. Yeah. Two of them are at least going to jump over. Yeah. So, I, I, I do think they'll still finish bottom three in the West. They'll pull the plug. It's like what OKC do. You think um, Shea's playing unless they're in the playoffs? No. Like Josh Giddy last year, they just poured him in. They said, you know what, Josh, you're done. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, I do think time will tell, but I trust what Utah have got because if you look at how many picks they've got over the next five years. Yeah, they definitely they definitely did well there. All they've got to do is just pick up two stars and go, all right, we've got about 10 draft picks that we can trade here. Five for you, five for you, call it a day, done. It's interesting. Utah is also the place they're not bringing in a star in the offseason. They're not yeah. going to pick up a free agent, so they almost have to draft well. Yeah. So having all those picks is definitely going to help them, but not finishing in those bottom areas is just slowing down the process. Yeah. But it also is the first year of a rebuild for a team. Yeah. Oh, but first year of the rebuild, should do they should they be the ninth? Or should they try to be the 13th team? I think it's too hard to be the 13th team when Houston and Spurs and Lakers are... Lakers not even trying to be shit. They're just shit. Like, so... I saw the last four games where they got stuffed over by the refs, that would have put them in like seventh place. Mm. The West, like you said, they're what, ninth, but they're two games from 13th and two games from like sixth. Yeah. So they lose two more games. They drop back down. And really, like you said, it's going to be Spurs, Rockets, bottom two. Jazz will probably finish in that th- like 13th spot. And then what more can you expect? Spurs, they're there just tanking. Rockets, I mean, it is what it is. I feel like Utah fans would not be pleased though if their franchise decide now's the time we're we're a 500 team but we're going to decide to tank now. I feel like they've built too much hope. That's why I'm saying that I think they did the wrong thing by building that hope when we all knew the outcome was going to be bottom three. Yeah, that's why it was in all in all facts it it was a failed tank. Yeah, failed tank completely. They should have just sacked it and gone. Yeah, we're going to be shit. You mm. threw away your two best players and got a heap in return. You should have been trying to finish fifteenth. Yeah. Yes, I'd they got really lucky with Lowry and having the season his season. But what was what was the name of that young center again? Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. Oh, mate, he's he's actually quite impressive. Yeah, he's doing better than Rudy is this year. I was I was watching his last game and I was kind of like, wow, this this young guy is going to have a good future in the NBA. Yeah. So I think there's a balance between the tank, then also with that letting players play, and that's where Utah have gone. Like I said, let them play, let them have fun, let them test it out, see what they're capable of as well. Because a lot of us, you know what Colin Sexton's going to give you. But no one knew Laura Markkinen was made for this. Yeah. Until um, when he was playing like um, the Euro basketball, Euro basket, and he was balling out. And they're like, okay, shit, he's got a lot of potential. Let him play. Yeah, but There's also no like with the fans, as you guys were mentioning, like you got to win some games. <coughs> Otherwise, yeah. no one's going to come and then your franchise is just going to struggle. Yeah. You need to fill seats. Yeah, and that's the thing, like so Spurs... What Pop say? He said at the start of the game, don't buy tickets, we're going to suck this year. Yeah, like, and that, that's just bad performance for the team at the stadium. No one wants to yeah. go and watch it. And also, like, um, if you trade like they did your two best players, your expectations for the season are already not high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going, well, we've traded Donovan Mitchell and Rigo Bear. We're not expecting much. Yeah. We're, we're not. Like, it is what it is. 
Chris, do you want to take us through some of these trade rumors that you've got sitting? Uh, well, they're not all trade rumors, but they're all to do with the trade deadline. And the obvious one to start with is what's going on with Jeremy Grant. He hasn't accepted his extension. Yeah. So right now, the literally today the report came out that the Blazers were happy to move him on if he chooses not to sign on. Yeah. So his extension is 112 mil over four years, and he said he can do better. Yeah. Wow. 112 over four years for Jeremy Grant. That's a big contract that they're offering, and he thinks he can get more. I don't know where someone else is going to pay him that kind of money. This might be another example of uh, dropping the bag. Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. But then, on the other hand, you've got Jalen Brunson, who was in a similar situation. The Mavs could have offered him $55 He said no. He was like, no, I'm I'm betting on myself. He then went and signed a four-year, $100 million contract with the Knicks. Yeah, but the thing, right, with with Brunson, there's a whole other level to it. So Brunson's dad... Oh, I can tell you, I is already hooked up inside the Knicks organization or so was getting hooked up. Summary of it. Um, he got, he, he's, he's staying at the bloody house of the... Um, I can tell you the whole thing. Oh, okay, go for it. The Knicks GM, Leon Rose. Yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure it's GM. Um, before I get it wrong. But basically... President of the Knicks. Ends up being 28 mil a year that he's turned down. Mm. There's How many contracts do we actually know that are over 30 mil? That's basically a max. They've given him just under a max, and he's going, I can go get a max. That's basically what he's chasing. There's not many teams that will offer that. Brings me back to my non-favourite take of why would you want to be in Portland? Dame's awesome, but for what? Tell me what's Damien Lillard done that's been really impressive. He's incredible. Good old Dame time. Dame time. Get, give, give, us that, give us those uh, buzzer beater game-winning moments, but... He's electric. How far can he take the team? But I don't think they've ever built a proper team around him to win. They couldn't win with CJ there. And so Chris is, is that, very is passionate. Is that the team's fault or Dame's fault? Both. It's not really Dame's fault if they're building a shit team around him. As if the best, the if you call office. it Dame's fault, then it's also Luca's fault when when it Brunson. Is. So it's it's oh. the same situation really. Well, you I got can, these two top quality yeah. level all stars. Yeah that they just can't seem to build around for some reason and it makes no sense. So here's one, Chris's passion on the Luca one. What does Luca do? Dominates the ball. Mm. What does Brunson need to succeed? The ball. The ball. <laughs> Same with Dame. What does Dame do? Dominates the ball and he's great at it. But those players aren't always the best at letting others share the load. Whether or not it's due to a balance of them feeling the responsibility to perform. Luca, he's ridiculous. He's incredible. But who are they going to put as his second star? I've always, like I've said since we started this, Luca needs his... Robin to the Batman mm. and he needs to kind of be have someone he can trust and go hey here's the ball I want to step back a bit not have to put up like 50 point triple doubles for us to just lose by two points it's crazy like, they just need to find that balance and they will he's only 23 but it just takes time because he's just not try- he's not found anyone yet well you know what, what it's going to take someone that can beat him one on one he's not going to give he, he needs that player of the same caliber yeah and it's almost impossible to find that player because what would what would Dallas have to give up to get that player? Yeah, but if someone's beating him, why would he want to, him to be the second player? That guy's personality is going to want, I'm, I'm better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's going to try and find a better contract. Why would he stay? Yeah, I think there's a balance of like... Be a second. When LeBron came to Miami. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is the other way around, but D-Wade said, it's your team. He said, your team, I'll role play. He needs a star, like a Paul George to a Kawhi to come in and say... It's your team, but I'm here when you need, if you need. He almost needs to play that he's the Robin 
but we know he's the star. Yeah, yeah. he needs yeah. to hype someone yeah. up and go, go, you got to make back yourself, back yourself, go for it. I'm just going to take a step back for a bit. But the thing is, Dallas's success literally depends on him being on the court. Well, the, you see the stats; it's it's all it's all in the paper. It, when he doesn't play, they're Down screwed. There's, they have like it appears on the the betting apps as well. As soon as you find oh, yeah. out Luca's not playing, mate, the other team is the favorite. It doesn't <laughs> even matter who they're versing. Yeah. It's tricky. What do you reckon you um, Portland do with Jeremy Grant? Well, it's clear that they want to keep him. They've offered him a, an absolute bag, 120, 112 mil. Yeah. That's 28 mil a season, four years. That's a pretty good contract to offer someone that's only ever been the second man on any other team. He's yeah. coming out. He's averaging 21.3 points, 2.4 assists, and 4.4 rebounds. He's playing great. Great second option. Doesn't get the Blazers anywhere. They still need a third piece. Yeah, which hopefully either Shaden Sharp or Anthony Simons can develop into, but that's a lot relying on them to form into selling without the ball in their hand. Yeah. Now, so you're saying how much are they offering him a year? For 28 mil. I'll read you out some contracts that are more than that, but make me baffled. Number one, Gordon Hayward on 30 mil. Um, D'Angelo Russell on 31. I think he's... he His agent, good on him. His agent? Top star. King. Poor Queen, he, you got the bag. in there, secured. I don't secured. mind. Like I don't mind him. I don't think he's as bad as he is, but his contract makes him look a lot worse than he is. That's the thing. But he's one. also in a shit situation. He he plays really well. I think his team itself doesn't really help him though, because when you watch him set up the plays, it's a great play. But he finished the shot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like get it, get it in. Another one, thirty million a year, Michael Porter Jr. But that makes sense because at the time when you're offering that. The guy was meant to develop into something. We didn't know he was going to break his back and be out for the rest of his career. Wrong. We did know. We his didn't back know. issue started in high school. It was predictable, but we didn't guarantee it's going to happen. As soon as someone has a back issue in high school in the basketball world, it's like an Achilles in- injury. It's unfortunate that it's happened to you, but the chances of that lingering and keep coming back, consistent. Another 30 mil contract a year that I don't like. Ben Simmons, 35 mil. Oh, yep. I thought he was your favourite, mate. Tobias Harris, 37 mil was probably the worst. Rudy Gobert, 38 mil. Um, to be fair, Tobias Harris actually plays a massive role in that team. But for that amount of money, yeah. he's probably one of the most overpaid players. Yeah. Um, I just... I'm not going to go on and bag contracts because I see Russell Westbrook at 47 million a year. But that was... I don't want to hear any Russell slander on here today. I'll defend him until pigs can fly. It's all right, man. He's just having fun. It's all right, just have fun. Don't just, it's all right, just have fun. Like I look at it and say like, the issue is with these long-term contracts, you sign them now, not knowing what five years brings. In When Dame's 38, he's on 60 mil a year. Yeah, both like Dame and yeah. Jimmy Butler end up with this massive contract at 39. Yeah. Like they're both making just shy of 60 mil for a year when they're 38 years old. Like it's ridiculous. It's too much money for one player. And like at that point, like I said, why would you want to be in Portland? Yeah, Portland screwed at that point. Yeah. At that point, it's basically we've we've built ourselves into this hole. They need to do something before the contract reaches that. Yeah, like um, the salary cap's about 130, 140 million. Almost half of that at a certain point would be just Damian Lillard. Who are you going to yeah. put around him? Apparently Jeremy. The <laughs> 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 thing is, they've, they've got young talent there that's not on big contracts. Yeah. But they need another two or three pieces on really low, cheap contracts that are pretty much just going to be guaranteed good role players. Yeah. If they could land a, a Seth Curry, um, a couple others, just guys that we know what they do, what they're going to produce, that are going to only require 8 to 12 mil. So that's that's how they get a championship. Yeah. 
They need to balance it out with real cheap guys that just they know what they're going to do. They could get a Josh Richardson, Jacopodal for the two of them for twenty mil. Yeah, they're on the last year of their contract, so going in on those guys now would push them into a close to contention spot, but doesn't lock them in for anything. I feel like the Blazers will always be a six seed as long as Dame's on the team. I feel like that's pretty fair to say. In that I, West, I feel like Dame's going to leave, join a team and that season. They win a championship. Dame don't run from the grind. Oh man, <laughs> I, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen joke. eventually. I'm saying that as a joke. I it's been would much rather this. him leave. It's been, no one's going to take him. The contract doesn't allow him to go anywhere. Yeah, no one's going to be like, wow, I really want a 38-year-old Dame on 60 mil. No, this is why I, I really, really like the idea of front-loading a contract. Dame ends up... As what they've done for uh, what Miles Turner. Miles Turner was they've, interesting. They they've, balanced it out. They've front-loaded his contract to kind of guarantee, we want you to stay. We're, co- we're willing to put all this money up front. But you're going to get paid less later on when we probably have a yeah. more money to get. A it few almost more makes stars. more sense to pay. Like it makes more sense that you'd rather pay Dame big now. Than when he's but what ends up happening with Dame? He gets a buyout. He'll end up with a buyout. They'll just pay out half his contract for him to leave and resign somewhere else. Mm. It's the only way it works for him to move on because there's too much money. But with that, Miles Turner, did you? Well, I don't know if I read that right, but his contract extension kicks in now because he's making more money for the remainder of the year. So what yeah, they've done they've is they've re- paid him an extra fifteen mil this season. Yeah, I don't know how you could actually do that. Yeah, that, they've renegotiated it. That is incredible that they've just gone. Oh well, we're going to offer you four, but you only want three. Screw it. We'll give you an extra fifteen mil now for the remainder of the year, which blows his contract, like current contract, to be in line with that rest of it. Yeah. They have the cap space to do it now. Why not front load the shit out of it? Smart. Works out well for them contractually right now, but I, I don't know how well that team works out with Miles Turner. Just the team alone needs more. Yeah. And the front loading it kind of stops them from doing anything short term. Yeah. What other trade rumors do you have on there? Well, uh, well, back back to that though. I think they they want they don't want to do anything short term because how young their team is. They they need these these blokes to get that experience and build a rhythm and a and a I don't know like a. Just rally some wins. Get, you know what I mean? Get that kind no, of... It, they're in a, they've been slipping of late. Like their last... Well, as soon as Halliburton went game, out. They've won one out of their last 10 games. Don't yeah. slip on white chocolate, TJ McConnell. Uh, he, he's good for a little hustle stat, but that's about it. He's not going to do a hell of a lot more to infect the game. Yeah, but they're a team like, what do you expect from them? There's a few teams in the NBA when you watch, you go like, we don't expect you to win. Just like... Oh, chill. We, we both predict them to be a lot lower on the ladder, but they're doing what they're doing. They've lost their last... Nine games, really. Yeah. Like, they're struggling without um, Halliburton showing majorly, but that's what we expected. Yeah. So well, hey, it's giving Matherin a good shot, and I'm pretty happy with that. Give him some ball time and let him get some uh, value. And we... Wink, um, wink, everybody. Huh? Okay, now, speaking of trade rumors, let's go to a trade rumor in our fantasy because William is here. You mentioned Benedict Matherin. Chris, is it Luca time? Luca time was two weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. You should have done it so much long ago. It's not a beneficial to do it near the deadline. It makes more sense to do it sooner. No, because I've I've already witnessed what happened when you traded us trade a star player for a for a lot of a lot of picks. Right. Example: Chat. <laughs> okay, that's just. So we're, we're talking about a guy that's not even going to be in a plan contention. The players that you're getting are guys that literally will be fighting to stay in the best seating options. Dame is going to be killing it all the way up into playoffs because he's right now not in the playoffs. He's going to be doing everything he can for the next six, seven weeks to make it. Now, just to 
We'll ignore the Luca. So for those that don't know, Chris is trying to get Luca from Will. I sent you many an offer. And every time I watch you decline it, I'm <laughs> seeing your players put up bad stats. My players, they're shining. It's it suddenly flipped. Pozingas, 53. Russ, like, oh. 44, 44. How was RJ Barrett today? Anyone? Oh, mm, yeah. How did he go today? RJ? Hey, Didn't you pick him for today oh. as well? I'm pretty okay. sure... Oh, I yeah. think you've won Clarissa without having a player even chosen. Oh, no, I had Brunson play today. Oh. I went to shake a hand yesterday as a congratulations because I, I had two players go, go really bad. Yes, and then the today first, it the just continued. day of the competition. <laughs> Giving up too easy. And I understand that you're going to tell me that Bennett Matherin's stock has risen, but that's because we all know Halliburton is not there. And as soon as Halliburton's back, it's back to the bench. Back you go. No, I reckon I reckon eventually he's he's... He's a top gun player. He was pick six. Do you want to win now or do you want to win? But oh, yeah. As, Clarissa's as, won already. If you, if you were to re, redraft that season, right, it would it, he probably wouldn't sleep till six. I think he goes later. I think he goes earlier. I let's, think let's def- if you have a look at the draft and who who was picked before okay, him. Okay, Paolo. Yeah. Chap. Yeah. So the question is, I'm going to name some rookies. I'd, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Ivy next, maybe, Ivy? and then Matherin. What about Keegan Murray? No. Nah. Give me your reasoning. I'm open to it. I just don't like him. Why? <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. Or is he the third option in a playoff team? It, it's it, it's probably that he's probably, he's not, he's probably not getting the opportunity that he requires to yeah. kind of get get shown. Sabonis Fox, then he's behind like a veteran Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Kevin Herder who just randomly just pops off with his headband every now and then. That's what really annoys me because I have Kevin Herter and I can never know when to it's, pick him. It's, it, it's it, on and off. One day me. he puts two points. One day 25 and I'm like, Kevin, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> no consistency. No, but like- that, but that should be the name of my team. No consistency. I'm changing that right now. Yeah. So he ended up going sixth, right? Yeah. So we're convinced Paolo, Chet, Keegan, No, Ke- Keegan we're not convinced on. Okay, so Keegan we're not sold on. Ivy's going before. Yeah. Right now Jalen Duran goes before. Duran's putting up stats completely. No. Jabari was rumored to be number one on. for about four years straight. Yeah, I was surprised and how bad. I was bad. Like surprised how Jabari went. I thought Can Jabari I was going to be a much better player. Why no to Jalen Duran? Have you watched him play? Yeah. Look or is it just because I have him on fantasy and you don't want to make him seem good? <laughs> well, it's exactly that. A little, it's a bit bit, a little, a little bit of bias. Your, your chance of convincing us that Benedict Matherin would have gone higher is better off saying that Walker Kessler would have gone higher than Matherin. Because right now he's having a better season. No, no, I see, I see that for Kessler. Okay, I like, I, I like Kessler, Kessler. went twenty-two. Oh, he deserved to be way higher. He, he probably yeah. should have gone higher. But there's plenty of guys that you can relook at this and go, okay, they should have gone higher. But it's all situational. Yeah, you can see that throughout yeah. all this, all the years of the draft. Like, would Butler really be the thirtieth draft pick of his? Jokic was like thirty-seven or forty-three. Yeah, like it, it doesn't make sense. And the amount of fourteens that end up to yeah. be bloody stars. It's 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 surprising. It's it, wild. It's I will almost just, like you want to be have pick fourteen just because you yeah. know you have the better stat of picking a better player. And I will just say that Jalen Duran is the youngest player in the NBA. What was that? Jalen Duran is the youngest player in the NBA. How old is he? Nineteen. Wow. And he's a starting center, averaging a double double most of the games when he starts. Wow, good on him. And that's where the worst part is. What he was drafted by the Hornets, who were in desperate need of a center. <laughs> <laughs> Traded 10 minutes after he was picked oh. Straight through Because the Hornets had picked 13 and 15 And at 15 they parked, they picked up Mark Williams The centre out of Duke Right now when he plays good minutes Performs 
but they never give him good minutes. Yeah. For some reason, they want Mason Plumlee to play as much as possible, which leads into the next rumour. They put him on the block. They Mason want him Plumlee. out for one pick. I take it. I saw him hit a left-hand jump shot. I don't know what he was doing. He was just... He took it one-on-one, and I was like, wow, Mason. Plumlee. Yeah. Mate, he he's so, like, randomly talented. What, what team gets him, though? Who wants to bring on that $10 million contract for his performance, what he brings in, 10 mil? Like, there's definitely some teams that could do it, but he's only got one year left. Yeah. So you, you need a contending team to come in and go, okay, that puts us over the top. But what contending team has 10 mil sitting in cap space? Or just willing to cop the luxury tax. Well, that's a big risk on its own. Yeah. Interesting. I think in terms of like trade rumors, that's probably one. If I saw, if I saw the Woj like notification on Instagram, I'm not even opening it. <laughs> Closed and done with. What other trade rumors have you got? So the next one that we're coming in with was a bit of a surprise to me, but at the same time, zero surprise. But the Hawks are willing to keep John Collins. He's been in trade rumours for the last four years and the Hawks have turned around and gone, yeah, we're not going to trade him. What has changed? He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. His performance has changed. I think the only thing is they're not getting what their asking price is. They want too much for him. But they've been wanting too much for him for four years and haven't gotten anything back. What makes them think his value is still there? Wouldn't you give up after two years? Like Four years, that's enough, isn't it? Sometimes people can't break up. You know, yeah, it's on and off. It's on and off with John Collins. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed. I've changed. I promise. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run back on defense. I promise. <laughs> I won't foul out. I think it's interesting. But like a team like the Hawks, they're in a situation where like it's similar to how we've experienced. If you say that someone's available too much, mm. nobody cares, and the yeah, league's yeah, kind of yeah. gone. Okay, we'll, we'll offer you. We'll offer you this. Like because right now the Pelicans are the only team interested in John Collins. Which yeah. I don't know why they would want him, what they would give for him. Yeah. They're probably the offering a second round draft pick. They're like, here, have this. Nobody else wants him. Just like a pity offer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. They, they see him as like, oh, we can we can gun for this now. The offers Devonte Graham, Jackson Hayes, and Najee Marshall. Oh, that's a lot more than a. But like, if but Hayes they, is on the draft on the, on the um on the trade block as well. Yeah, yeah. If they lose those players. It doesn't impact their season no. if they get John Collins in. It's so absolutely like, nothing. It's almost like I've got some spare change. Can I get a dollar? <laughs> the Pelicans have been on a losing streak lately, though. Where are they? Pels. Uh, they've lost the last nine. Yeah, yeah. nine in nine a row. Game. Like that's, that's well, no Zion, Zion, no Ingram. He hasn't been, back. Back. He hasn't been out for nine weeks though. Who? Zion. Games? It's not nine, weeks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Weeks. He hasn't been out that long. How long has he been out for Big I'd Z? I'd say two, three weeks. Which is almost nine games. They play three to four games a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. He's still he's still not even have a date yet, I don't think. So every, everything changed when the Fire Nation three attacked. And, three and a half weeks. There almost four yeah, you're fantasy right weeks. Yeah, you're right. Big there Z's you go. been out. So they've, but they're also Ingram came back to minute restriction. Yeah. So they've well, came back with like a, like a handicapped team. The best players yeah. sitting on the bench watching. He'll be, he, back. he'll be back. He'll be back. Zion may even come back with minute restriction. He's had way he, too he, many he will. injuries. They'll go twenty-five minutes, get used to it, yeah. integrate it in. Because also, like, they're in a situation where they'll probably get the playoffs and they can still win in the playoffs because they've got quite a deep squad compared to Does most Zion teams. Zion have a return date? Not yet, but it's probably coming up very soon. So I'd assume probably All Star weekend. He's not going to play, and they'll bring him back straight after that. 
That'd be my assumption. Yeah, That's coming well, up in yeah, two why, weeks. Why wouldn't you just wait two it out weeks, a little bit longer? Just a few up. days extra rest. Yeah. Bring it back after the exactly. All-Star break. Let him have as much rest and recovery as he needs. Yeah, he needs it. He just keeps injuring himself. Yeah. But at the same time, he's such a dominant player that you have to keep him healthy. Yeah. Mm. If you can't load manage this bloke, you have to figure something out. The struggles all come from he's so athletic, it is crazy. But with that comes all the weight he is athletic with. Mm. Yeah. He can jump so high, but you've got to imagine his feet take that landing every time. He's done well to get into shape for this season, yes. though, compared when we last mm-hmm. saw him. Yeah. I, I remember when last year we were sending memes to everybody because we were like, oh, man, this bloke is going to have no chance. And then he comes back and we see him fit as hell. I think we just, um, for those that don't know, there was a trade that happened where someone in our, t- in our competition traded Zion because he was, for 10 months, Zion was the love of his life. 12, probably, the whole year. 12. And then the final hurdle. A little baguette guy came in and the love of the world has changed. And Zion got traded, so we all just jumped on bashing Zion for months, months, months. We all knew he was good. We all knew he was an all like, Great player. But I definitely do think he'll come back. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, no, no, no. Like, 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 he'll be fine. Zion will be fine. Yeah, I think so. But just he'll, like, he'll, he'll just keep bodying some players. He, he, he yeah. has such good talent. It's, it's, um, it's generational, but his injuries are also generational. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bashing was on Mickey D. It was only because he had Zion yeah. and held on to him for 15 weeks, 20 weeks or whatever it was, and refused and go, oh, he's going to be phenomenal. He's going to be this, that, and the other. And he was just hyping him up so much. We all knew how good he was, his potential. But we kept on going. Right now, the photos of him, he's breaking his foot from just landing on the floor after dunking the ball. He's heavily <laughs> over the weight. He can't manage his food. He's just struggling with every aspect. And he is going to be the centerpiece of your entire lineup. What is wrong with you? That's way too much for him to go into the complete other spectrum of just going, passing him on like he's nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mind because he listened and he traded him to me. So thank you, everyone. Absolutely. I, I appreciate I all your think work. If I've ever seen a Make-A-Wish on Fantasy, <laughs> it was that trade. More than a Make-A-Wish. That was no, the no, closest no. I came to rejecting a trade. No way. No, no, no. At its time, it was fine. It, Chet wasn't injured. It was no, 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 no. For, for you, <laughs> you got that four was all stars for blessing. Chet and a pick. I had another pick as well. I think. Yeah, but that's going to be I like think a it was seventh two pick. Picks. It could have even been a little player. A little, a little throw a little, me little in. Little it was a little freebie that gets dropped off. It could have been. Otherwise, it was just Chet and two draft picks. Yeah. It was I absolutely think. nothing. You got Shea, Garland, <laughs> Zion, and Mobley. <laughs> Four <laughs> and three picks. Three picks. Three <laughs> picks. There you yeah, go. Yeah, but you're 23 and you're 25. You're coming first by <laughs> yeah, a long margin. Yeah. They're going to be just the bottom of the ladder. They're not going to be a great first pick for now. Yeah, he's all about the future. Yeah. When His the future is, is the future. we don't know. Um, My future is right now. And now. Well, obviously, after that trade, <laughs> it is. You picked up four guys that are locks for an all-star. Yeah. But Zion is injured right now, so. You know what to say, Clara? I have lost a couple of rounds, so. The game's the game. The game is the game. You've lost four games, and I'm glad one of them was to me. Yeah, because your Dame Time. You no, beat no, me no, when Freddy. Russ got injured. Freddy. No, Dame Time. What do you put up like? Dame, 70, Dame, Dame 84. 84. 84. Eight, oh, you knew that number. You knew that number off by heart. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. We all saw it happen. We were like, oh, That one geez. hurt. That hurt. When that happened, I was like, oh, that, that flips mm. everything. You know I lost to you because Russell Westbrook got injured in the That's first six minutes. No, no, genuinely, I lost by, <laughs> I think it was like four points, five points. Check the stats. <laughs> Russ finished on 6.2. I think that was quarter. my week that I had some injuries. You, you were like 
crippled and I was like, yeah. my time is now. And then yeah, Russ went out, time to falling steal out first quarter, then landed funny and I was like, Maybe your team could also be no consistency. Mine is just unlucky. <laughs> Recording. All right, so moving on to Bones Highland. His trade rumour right now is that all they want is one pick for him, which begs the question, who gives that? The Clippers. The LA Clippers, that's who gives that. They need a point guard. They need another point guard. But the point guard they're chasing is Fred Van Vliet. And Larry. They're not going for Larry. I, that's I the shortlist, though. I that wouldn't give the, the car spanner to change my tire for Carl Lowry at this point. <laughs> Please, give him a break. I will give him a... I, <laughs> He's had a great career. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. That's it. Incredible. The career's done. Some players, you go, okay, fair enough. I see what you bring. And he's great for Miami and the culture, but I think... Barely. He's <laughs> not in the best setup for him to succeed. Maybe playing with Kawhi again, he will be. But if I'm then Fred Van Vliet, Toronto will hold them at ransom. Well, he's already said that he's going into free agency at the end of the year. Yeah. So his contract, literally at the end of this year, he walks. Yeah. So it makes the most sense. And they're the other team at the moment that hasn't actually revealed whether they're buyers or sellers. They've yeah. decided they're going to do that a week out from the deadline. Yeah. They'll tell everyone if they're selling or they're holding out. I feel and like... Fred's a guy that's on the move. OG's on the move. And more than likely, Gary Trent Jr. They're the three guys on the Raptors that are almost certain to go at this deadline. So Sorry. for the Clippers to be picking up, that's a bit unlikely. They're, the, they're definitely rumoured for both Lowry and... Freddie, but Freddie seems like the pretty obvious answer. He's on the cheaper contract. He's the better player. So what sort of contract would you give Fred? Because let me just tell you right now, the Clippers payroll for next year. Have a guess at what it is. Wouldn't be much. Like, there wouldn't be much space. They have a payroll of $200 Well in the luxury tax. Yeah, deep in the luxury tax. They've uh, Kawhi and Paul George both on $45 So whether like I don't know how they've without trading like a Marcus Morris who's got seventeen mil one year left next year, or Robert Covington who's got eleven mil, affording Fred VanVleet is I think it's going to be the hard part for the Clippers because if I'm Steve Ballmer I'm going look I've given you guys luxury tax upon luxury tax, what more can I do? You want to open up the purse for Fred VanVleet? What do I get from it? Because since they got Kawhi and Paul George, what have they achieved? Nothing. They've just been struck with injuries. Exactly. Two great players, but Kawhi Leonard is a robot and he'll show up in the playoffs. You don't doubt that. Oh yeah, he'll always come through for you eventually, always. but it comes down to, is he available? Yeah. Mm, always. Gotta get rid of someone. That's what I'm saying. If they can get Burns Highland for cheap, slot him in. Slot in Burns Highland. Good point Why guard. Not? Good backup. John Wall. He's done a decent John Wall. I'd like to see him ball. We're happy to see John back on the court. But Burns Highland, he's young. He's fresh. Put him in there. That's not a bad little piece for them to use this could be the time for Highland to shine yeah but are they willing to take that gamble I think at this point they've gone all chips in with Paul <laughs> George and Kawhi they've got four I think it's 42 million this year 45 the year after and then a 48 million dollar player option the third year they gotta, they gotta front load these contracts this has to flip this has to become a new thing so you know what I mean like if I'm poor George, 50 million on the table oh, I'm playing look at Russ his player option with the Lakers 47 million that's enough to set up your kids 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 it's, so if you go okay one year of slander for that money I'll take it yeah he's not um, turning that down yeah no no way no way mate that that would be ridiculous if you ever turned it down 
I would sit on the bench for a whole year if I was told, oh, look, you can sit down here, but we'll give you $47 million. Yeah, done. Yeah, that's what John Moore did in the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He 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 figured out the system, man. He was like, you know, I'm just going to get the bag, let them pay me. I don't care if I don't play. I'm still a talented player. I'll Houston. get it done no matter what. But if they don't want to play me, I'm getting paid. You know? Houston were like, we're not playing you because we want to tank. And he goes, keep the money coming. Simple as that. It's like a, a proposed trade for Fred Van Vliet is Marcus Morris Sr., Brandon Boston Jr., and a first-round pick. But Fred's only got, what, one year left? Yep. Is it this year? Yep. It's the last year. So that for a six million, yeah, it gets Marcus Morris off his contract. Easy. It's doable. Yeah. It's it's probably they'd have to throw in an extra pick on top with it because they're kind of just going his salary filler and yeah. shit all. Yeah. yeah. Who else do it? Was there any Knicks trades? Uh, Knicks are interested in Sadiq Bay. That's who they're rumoured with. Really? There's a few more for them, but the, the main one is Sadiq Bay. That's who they're chasing. Intriguing. No, that's very intriguing. He's young. How old is he? 23. Oh, yeah. He's been in the all-rookie team. Right. He's young. He fits the timeline. Kind of fits the way the team plays, too. He's in Detroit. Detroit are obviously um, one of the teams going up to Mr. Wimbanyama. Mm. Um, they've also got Jalen Duran as their center as well and Marvin Bagley on the bench he doesn't really play Isaiah Stewart who's also on the bench they just rotate young guys for the starters but what would the price be for Sadiq Bay? what do we reckon uh, it's, it's tough to judge when the Detroit's trying their hardest to lose games to judge their team's kind of value yeah like you, you kind of have to go percentage. yeah like you're going off what was he doing a year or two ago and because he, he's still doing that can he do that it's a bit harder to sort of eagerly set the price yeah. Like, what's Sadiq's Bay contract? Let me have a look. Let me get it up. It's, it's probably really small for what he's doing. Yeah, it's a rookie. It'll be a rookie contract or rookie Four extension. years, 13 mil. Yeah. So, three mil a year, which is absolutely nothing. Yep. And the Knicks have plenty of space. So yeah. They don't have to give up much to actually bring that contract on. He was a first-round pick in 2020. So, I mean... Mm. At you've 23, he's not old. an abundance of picks. They yeah. can throw any one of them. Oh, oh, the Knicks have a stockpile at the moment. They do. They're sitting <laughs> on a bunch of picks and a good team. I call it, I describe as a Knicks fan, I describe it as a very honest team. They're not fancy. They're not like show off. They're just an honest team where they'll grind you down and get a win if they can. And as a fan, you go, they're giving it them their all. RJ Barrett's having a harsher season this year. That's fine. Brunson's leading the team well with Randall. I had them down as both all stars because I'm a Knicks fan, and you've got to be a bit biased for your team. You got to you got to ride for your team, but definitely, why not throw some picks? I saw there was like four picks for OG and Obi. Yep, that was offered a couple of days ago. I don't know how I do four picks for him. Four's over the top, but yeah. are they all what a mix or are they all second rounders? Four firsts. We have so oh. many picks. Wow. We have so many future picks. Oh, they oh. don't get talked about having that many picks just because OKC is in the league. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Everyone goes, oh, OKC has all the picks in the fucking comp. Let me let me give you a rundown. They offer four firsts. One, two, th- we've got four firsts for this draft coming yeah. up. One for 2024. One, two for 2025. This is all the next picks for the next for 2029. Yeah, yeah. So they've they've we're, got we're a good, fair amount. We're, we're good. We're good. So they're like, okay, how do we use these to like push us into a position where we're more competitive whilst maintaining the team that we have? Similar to like the teams that we said, look, they can just chuck in four picks for a player like OG, but does that get them over the line? Mm. Well, he just did his wrist, so careful. Four games. That's all he's out for, four games. Yeah, he's he's out for the uh, road trip, isn't it? Yep. 
And it adds up quickly. Four mm. games here, four games there, four games everywhere. Then you're Zion. Suddenly you're Zion and you're out. Oh, then you're known as Anthony Davis. You don't play. <laughs> oh, I did mate. see AD get hurt today. Was there any update on that? Well, there was no report that he was even hurt. I just saw him limp. What do you do? Trip he, over he, his own foot? He does that every single not play. Again, not again. He um, hops. He hop. Like he holds shit. It's just. I just saw him, like, hobble, and I was like, oh, in, unless he comes off the court, there's nothing to worry about. I he just, does that shit just to try and get a foul. I reckon he's on pain meds every day. <laughs> I reckon he's just busted. He wakes up and he's, he's just done his baked. shoulder. It's pure ketamine every morning. It's a mix of everything. Hit the dance, Russell, well. ice in the veins. It's, it's, not, it's not a daily vitamins. It's a <laughs> daily. Which one am I popping today? They're all absolutely baked. Now that they don't test them for weed, it's just everyone's on it. There's no need not to be. They I all play. It. They all enjoy it. That's pretty much their go-to. Well, yeah, it's, 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 once it became legal, hey, it doesn't alter their their physical capabilities. It's not like they're doping. Yeah, but as Stephen A. Smith says, stay off the weed. Well, they probably, like a lot of them probably make bad decisions already. You add a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of weed usage, it can uh, alter a few I would love if they could like track it though. Like if before the game they said, oh yeah, I did smoke up. And then, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't. And then we can compare how the player performed. Yeah. How, yeah. And then we'd be like, oh shit, you're much better once you start smoking. Well, it's like, um, yeah. the reason why Stephen A says it, he says, stay off the weed only to protect your own money. Ah. That's his only thing. He's like, stay off the weed because if it fucks with your money, it's not worth it. Mm. And that's his whole thing. So you always hear him like, shout, stay off the weed. But it's just because he doesn't want athletes to fuck up their financial situation, which that makes sense. Yeah. I saw in an interview, they asked him, do you stay off the weed, Stephen A? And he was like, <laughs> I'm not playing basketball. <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> doesn't interfere with my money. Yeah, what else we got, Chris? So the Knicks are also involved in more rumours. You guys are actually one of the most busy teams so far. But the Knicks, Suns, Mavs, and Hawks... I hear Jay Crowder, get out. No, very interesting, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's requested a trade, but Washington said they don't want to release him. Wait, wait, wait. When when did this request come through? He requested out a few weeks ago. Oh, I well missed this. Yeah, Kuz requested a trade a while ago, but Washington's just kind of gone... Uh, we'll see if oh. anything comes. Did he tell? Did he say why? Because they're trash. Opportunity. He wants to be on a competing <laughs> team. He's not getting the ball enough. Hundreds of reasons. He's on a team. Bill and Porzingis, Kingers, Kingers, yeah. Pingers. Yeah, yeah, like he. Well, Bill's always, of, Bill's always out as well. Oh uh, yeah, you're right about that. It's another one of my problem players. It's like um, the John Wall and Bradley Bill, Dame and CJ. Iconic duos, yeah. But it's tough to win when you're, you're when you're a god heavy duo. It's tough to win in the league. Yeah, that's why the Hawks are struggling in my eyes. Got yeah, two two guards absolutely killing it. Both playing really well. Yeah, they're both always now if they're as long as they're stuck together, they're always just going to be just on the outside of making an all star appearance. Yeah, because you can't credit one without the other. Yeah, if they have a good game, it's thanks to one. If they have a shit game, thanks to both of them. Yeah, I think they're just not getting the success we thought they would. The only team where I've seen like recently two guards dominate. Is like that prime warriors, Steph and Clay. Yeah, Splash that, they're the best shooters to step foot on the court in the past what twenty plus years. As a duo, yeah. Yeah, you look at them, Wade and LeBron. Wade was the shooting guard. Mm. LeBron was always a forward. Yeah, Shaq and Kobe, guard centers. Well, it's because the Warriors do something no other team does. They fucking run without the ball. Yeah, yeah. No they one do, runs yeah. more than Steph. Like with yeah. he doesn't have the ball, he's sprinting laps around the court just yeah. to get open. And when you've got both guards doing that sort of shit and you can't leave either of them open, yeah. either one's going to run and someone's going to cut. And one's going to run, another cut. Someone's getting open. 
the issue with that as well. They tire a team down so much because you can't leave the best shooter to ever live open. Yeah, no. you yeah. have to have someone who's pretty much like like a Pat Bev, like a Colin Sexton, a pit bull, yeah, to stay yeah. on them. And your job is to stay with them. Like I was watching um, the Pat Bev podcast, and he was saying, "Do you know he's been roommates with Steph Curry at all these basketball camps since like 14, 15? Yeah, wow, really? They spent so much time together growing up. But like all of the um, comps when they go to ACCU, like they they spent so much time on ACCU. I don't even know that's what I was saying, but they spent so much time together like at the all-american game who was his roommate steph curry lebron camp who was his roommate steph curry right so like you might see pat bad as as a pitbull because he is he will he will mark you he will stay on he'll be physical but that's the sort of role that you need for a team like when you're playing the warriors you need someone to be like hey your whole role today is steph curry like i don't want you to shoot score all of your energy goes on guard on him yeah and what's crazy is you can do that and steph will slip up 20 points and that's a good <laughs> game for you which is so annoying it, it, you watch it and you're like, this guy's getting guarded so yeah. much. But then, then again, you do see a lot of illegal screens. We'll we'll, we'll jump over that. All oh, the elevated screens when they just have but, the two like big guys in the middle. And he just kind of sneaks in between. But like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay. But it we we, we saw that the defense that kind of defense worked in the past with Matthew Delzova. Like yeah. that, it was proven in the final series that if you stick a bloke just on Steph and 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 just mark him and don't let him get the ball, like as minimal as possible, then you have a shot. But if you let him get an open look, it's done. Done deal. It's tricky because with that, then you also like a team like the Warriors. Um, you rely on the others around him. But it's like um, in the game seven of the 2016 finals, they said, okay, we're going to make the others bidders. Draymond Green, or 32 and 15 he put up. So they went, we'll let Draymond bidders. He almost did like, that's the issue you're playing. The whole team's got shooters. The like whole team. All of them can score. Like Draymond Green, yes, he does shoot like he's got a backpack on, but he's good. He can make it when it counts. There's no, will he punch his teammate if he has to? Yeah, he will, and he has done. Proven. <laughs> Proven. Is, is the stat correct if I remember? Um, Green got a triple-double without scoring any points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. still a wild stat. Yeah. He's, he's good. Like, he is what the Brooklyn Nets wish Ben Simmons would be, which brings us on to another top topic you want to talk about, players playing out of position. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, th- there's so many players that aren't playing that traditional position for their size. Yeah. And when they play correctly, they could be absolute beasts. But if they're being utilised, as we can see with Ben, Ben can mark every single player on the court. But... Him as a person or as a player just doesn't seem to be producing or being used. I think this season he's a bit... It's hard to describe because there's been times when he's been in the run for Defensive Player of the Year mm. and you've gone, wow, he's just... Gosh, he can take anyone on. Then there's times when he has bad games, but I think at the moment this season, I've watched a lot of Brooklyn Nets games and he seems to be fouling out a lot. Whether that's on purpose, so he doesn't have to play, but there's definitely been a bit of him not stepping up to the defensive challenge of every team's best player, which is what he can do and he's more than capable of. But like if Kyrie Irving's playing more defense than you... Something's wrong. Because Kyrie is spectacular, probably the best handles that I've watched in a basketball game. His job isn't defense. It's not. You don't, as a head coach, you don't go, Kyrie, you've got the next man up. And we know that. Like, No, it's all about Kyrie. Try and get a steal yeah. and score. Yeah. Steal and score, steal, score. Get, get a few assists if they're open. Yeah. Steal and score. Your job is to score mm. and lead the team in scoring. But yeah, it's interesting. What other players play out of position in a similar situation? Obviously, Draymond is 6'9 and plays centre, which is baffling. Well, again, we got Laurie Markkinen. Mate, 
He's seven foot. Yeah. Center quality. He's playing a forward. All of a sudden, you, you get this massive bloke coming at you, playing out of position, moving the ball around with handles. Next thing you know, it's 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 a game changer. Because look at all the other forwards, right? He's he's easily maybe four, five inches taller than a lot of them. That's already a height difference. He doesn't even have to get the switch. Yeah, it's um. He can he can he can post up, back down, take a take a three. It it, it makes it so much more competitive. Because otherwise, if it's a seven footer on a seven footer, you know what's happening. It's it's a battle for post, right? This is my only counter I have to that. Did you see Joel Embiid hit a step back three over Nikola Jokic to win the game only yeah. days ago? Oh, I missed it. Great play. Literally, like your point about playing different positions is valid, but I think position basketball isn't it's as much of a thing anymore. positionless basketball. Because Anyone's players are so everywhere. skilled. If you, you look, look at guys like Nikola Jokic, who's basically playing as a point guard. He runs that team's no, offense. That's that's another player yeah. playing out of position. Yeah, he, he still plays as a center, but he runs the team. But exactly, your point Zion. Like he's no longer their point guard. Does Jack all now because yeah. they pass him the ball and now he's creating the plays. Yeah, it, it it's it's like this. The game has changed so much that size isn't really a thing for position. It's whatever you're good your at. team needs and what you're good at. And also, you look at a team. Imagine you've got a team you're playing um, the 76ers, and the next year you're playing Denver, and you go. Okay, today this is our defensive assignment. James Harden, Tyrese Max, and you go. Okay, shit. Now we've got to mark a seven foot point center. Like, how do we how do we balance that? And for the teams like Denver, they go, cool. We've got something the teams aren't ready for. You're not ready for a center that can go post up, can hit threes, hits the nicest passes that I've seen, and will rebound all at once. And you kind of go, how do we beat that? You look at obviously Wembenyama's coming in next season. He's seven foot four. He can do it all. Like that's not he can do it all. Like whether or not we want to admit it or not, he can do it all. Is he skinny? Yes. Will he have to put on weight? Yeah. Will he? Of course. It'll just take time. He's a young guy. Chris, you're hesitant. I d I don't think he actually does put on weight. I think they run him at the four or even the three. Just let him be oversized in his position. Run out why why put him on any guy that is going to be bigger, stronger than him? I keep him as far away from a guy like Giannis as possible. Let him step back over anybody he wants. Keep him away from having to play in any sort of situation where he's going to get back down the court. Yeah. So my only thing with that is he's seven foot five. He can get back down the court as quick as he wants anyway, like five steps and he'll be down there. Also, players will always switch on to him. Yeah. If you think he's coming in and Joel and B's not ISOing him, oh, he's got to. Yeah, they will be. You get someone coming in who's seven foot five, an incredible. Like he's a hundred kilos, seven foot five. Yeah. That's just. It's he nothing. needs to put on weight to because. You're going to literally, if I'm Giannis, I go, come on, I want you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're just calling the switch straight off the rip. And yeah. that's what makes me fear him not putting on size. He'll, he'll have to put on a little bit just to survive against these guys. Like, Joel Embiid puts him in the post. He's gone. Bye-bye. Yeah. One one foul and he's going to be injured. Yeah. If, if not. And he will. Like, like we, we saw with we, we don't see many seven-footers that don't risk injury. Yeah, yeah, simple as that. Zingers. Because they are light and tall. Yeah, like there, there isn't many seven foot four guys that are massive. Because if they are, they don't go into basketball. Yeah, but he's only he was born in two thousand four. Yeah, that just feels amazing. awkward. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like he will be great. He's played basketball since he was like five or six. He will be awesome. Whether or not we want to admit it or not, he will be one of the best. Like he'll be in the. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if he came in and he was like the top five, six for all side voting next year from the fans. Mm. It wouldn't shock me. You see a seven foot five guy come in, hit threes, blocks, rebounds, steals. That's just going to be eye catching, and you're going to go, wow. Plus, all of France will vote for him. 
Done. Do we think he's going to be the first rookie to be rookie of the year, possible all-team, like all-NBA? No. no. And I'll tell you why. Just out of pure principle. LeBron wasn't. <laughs> LeBron's been the best player in the league since like 2009. Mm. And they've gone, okay, that's like what they always do. It's voted. But do we not look at it and go, oh, LeBron deserved that. Maybe he does too. If he is absolutely dominating, that's there's no way he shouldn't get it. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Why was Michael Jordan not the MVP every season? He was the best player when he was playing. He won six championships. Why wasn't he the MVP every season? Voters got, they're like, no, no, no. That's enough, Mike. LeBron should have had more than, what, four MVPs? Yeah. Dominated. Yeah, no, I still reckon LeBron's been, been uh, what do He's you been it? snubbed. He, snubbed he's been way snubbed too many times. so much. The guy, he became the fourth in all-time assists today. He's about like two games, three games, like becoming all-time leading in points. I think it's a bit longer than that, but it's close. It's to it's that. No, no, no. It's, 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 like less, it's, it's less than 100 games. No, no, sorry, less than 100 points. Yeah, you know, the, everyone's thinking it's going to be during the, o- the OKC game. Yeah. Hmm. Feb 7th, around that. He, he's two or three games away from it. The money the money in the in sports bet is saying OKC. Yeah. I'll also, like, I'll have it on the record right now. LeBron will beat Kareem scoring points with a Skyhawk. Oh, you reckon it's he's going doing strategic? It. I've been watching LeBron pregame. What's he what practicing? What is fucking Skyhawk. I'm telling you, it's LeBron. He loves it. He loves basketball history. He's going to go bang. And then everyone's going to go, fuck, he's just beat Kareem <laughs> with Kareem's move. No one else does that. And it's such an effective move that it's like, why don't they? Mac McClellan in the G League, he does yeah, that. You have told us about him. He does that. You'll see him. He's in the dunk contest this year. Um, and he's in the um, Rising Star game. He 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 hits the skyhook because he's he's shifty, he's athletic, but he is like six one. He just goes, yeah, cool. I can it's, jump. It's effective. And cool. um, yeah, LeBron's gonna win. Sorry, beat that scoring record with the skyhook. And when it happens, I'm gonna bow, and you'll get a nice little just no I'd words. Love to see it. I'd love just to see a photo it. of just me going. Yeah. Well, I, I think I you hope. should you should practice doing that shot. Yeah. And you can post it when um, when he me does side, that. Me side by side. Yeah, side by side. Compare as soon as it happens. Yeah. It look like a ballet poster. So the question the is, can LeBron do it at Stanhope Courts? I don't know. I don't think he could. The gravel double rim. Oh, it's a lot of work to get out the Stanhope for here. Yeah. <laughs> Those courts that. have been updated. They're actually not that bad. No, you're talking about the ponds. <laughs> oh, sorry, the ponds. It the doesn't ponds, matter. The I don't think double rim. <laughs> not LeBron if you're ever in Sydney. <laughs> I'll meet you at the pun. <laughs> I'll meet you down there. I hope, I hope, just for the record's sake, that he wins that game against OKC. Like, I don't think it, it doesn't even matter. No, yeah, no, but it just it, for the for the excitement. At that point, no one's going to be caring about what the score no. was. It's just, just all about is, LeBron. If the Lakers don't beat OKC, <laughs> like, yeah, it just kind of it puts really a damp- that doesn't matter. It puts a damper on it. I don't think he'd care at all. I think he'd just be focusing on that career highlight. Yeah, you'll it's get that big. Doesn't matter. You'll get the classic hill. Skyhawk, Darwin Home, timeout. The, uh, whole, I, the whole arena stands yeah. and claps for him. I don't know what would be better, if the Skyhawk or like an alley-oop. No one's going to alley-oop it to him. Who's going to do that fun pass? Russell Westbrook, he's going to throw it over his head. Give us the D-Wade, LeBron alley-oop. D-Wade comes out of retirement. Actually, it wasn't even an alley-oop. Yeah, but if that, he can that, do it all on his own, that's even cooler. He can yeah. just do it all on his own without anyone else. I, I, I do alley-oop off the backboard off himself. No. But Does that give you an assist and points? Imagine. Oh, I just like, <laughs> that, that'd change up the league. Though. Honestly, I'd, I'd be sending myself up every time. You know? Russell Westbrook would lead the league. He's <laughs> <laughs> the all-time triple-double record holder. Well, that, could you imagine that? It gives you a rebound and assist and points. You're just thinking of fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't, fantasy. though? <laughs> Set yourself up. Oh, I've just assisted my own points. Game's a game. 
game's a game. game. Do we have any more trade rumors before we round off this week's episode? No rumors, but one thing I did want to cover was Peyton Pritchard requesting a trade. So I don't know if you've heard too much about him. At Boston? Yeah. Yeah. So basically he is the backup's backup. Yeah. And he came out in a – I think he was doing a podcast with Andre Iguodala. Yeah. And um, he requested a trade saying, look, he wants to go out and seek a somewhere else where he can go get some more money, have a bigger role in a, in a winning team. Yeah. And he's copying a lot of backlash for it. Which makes sense because he is at the number one seed, wanting out to try and do more. But I just want to see what you guys thought on it. But to me, it's kind of just going, he is a young guy wanting to do more. I don't understand why he would cop so much heat for it. I think it comes down to the Boston fan base is very loyal in any sport that you play. It's like the Philadelphia fan base. They are very loyal. And if your team, like Boston, is the first seed, you were in the finals last year, and he said, I want to go to another team... The one thing that Boston fans will say is, why don't you fight more for your position in this team than trying to find an out? Okay, you're behind Marcus Smart, but why is Marcus Smart there? Defensive player of the year. He's behind Marcus Smart, Brogdon, Derek White, and then... Well, I don't want to say it, but that's kind of in that hierarchy. Of course he deserves to be... He's probably the fourth, fifth option that, off the bench. That's the pecking order, that's the pecking order of the Boston he, Celtics. Like he's, I'll, I'll see if I can find his exact statement. But he was basically saying he didn't want to be higher than the rest or try and say that he deserves to be above them or anything. Yeah. He knows where he stands, but it was just he wants to be in a position where he does get a shot Yeah, because he knows in Boston he doesn't get a shot. Yeah, I, I get that, but you've, you're on a chance like with a young team. Tatum, what, 24? 24 Tatum? Or 25? 24. 24. So you've got Tatum, Jalen Brown, 26. You're in the, a prime spot to yeah. be around a young team. But you can market yourself and do better. We've got a guy turning down a hundred and twenty-two million contract. Spot why on. not? Why not try for something better? Spot on. But I think you've only got how long in a career? A well wrist injury, mate. You're done. Not only that, yeah. Try. Get, yeah, get the bag. Try. Know? If you Any, know anything. your worth, know your worth. Go for it. Anything yeah. can happen tomorrow. Go for if it. If he's not even playing that big of a role on the team, I don't know why he's copying so much hate. Boston fans. Are, Boston fans are wild. Well, why would you want to stay around that? Let's well, no diving into <laughs> Ben Simmons and Philly territory. Yeah. Like, those sort of fans are wild. If they love you, they will go to war for you. Yeah, but then that's where the team and the franchise also needs to look that these guys, like, the fans love this player. Yeah. Why aren't we giving him more? Yeah. It was like when Kyrie went back and he started lighting up Sage in the arena. <laughs> Well, that's just Kyrie. That's just funny. It is funny. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. He's walking around just lighting it, throwing the smoke around, and then he just drops <laughs> too many points on them. Did you find the statement or not? Can't find it. That's interesting. Um, they're a team, though. Could they just go with the Nuggets and go, all right, Peyton for Bones? Maybe. Peyton for Bones. What do you think? Quick swap around? That'd mm. probably be an improvement. If, for Celtics, have they got Bones yeah. Island? Oh, yeah. I don't. It might not have been asking out. I think he might have been saying that he's going to walk at the deadline. Yeah, well, not deadline, but in free agency, he's going to trial free agency. Ah, well, that's fine. I think I think that was it. But he was still copping heat for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people just need to relax a little. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Boston sports fans aren't. Up there. <laughs> it's almost like a mistake for him to announce that so soon. Yeah, he's he probably just let it slip. <laughs> or is his his agent in his ear saying? Let, let everybody know now. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then as soon as he says, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't worth it. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Unless you got anything else to go over, Chris? No, I can't find the comments, but that's about it. I think we're good. Clara, Will, yeah. thanks thank for having you us. Coming on, easy. It's been lovely. Easy. 
Done. That's Before it. we go, we'd like to thank the Bed Vista Podcast Studio for letting us film and record here. I uh, really appreciate it. Great complex, great setup. Thanks, Bella. Prime setup. Honestly, it's been flawless when we get there. Still getting used to the equipment. They're um, coming through clutch. Yeah, hopefully looking at doing two camera angles and working through editing further. Baby steps. Sometime in the future. I don't think we're going to rush into that. Yeah. <laughs> Walk before we can run. That's it. That's the dream. Well, thank you. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.